Hey everybody, this is Al Nash from the Unapologetic Women Empowerment Dynasty and you're listening to the Unapologetic Women podcast, the show for women who choose to live their legacies unleashed, unlimited and unapologetic. If this is a space that you are curious about, visit unapologetic-women.com. Today, we're talking about the impact of perimenopause on business with Jen Kokoran. Jen is on a mission to help sensitive, introverted and empathic female coaches, consultants and trainers to toot their horns on LinkedIn in an aligned, easy and fun way. With her authority marketing, she helps them super boost their LinkedIn profiles, make genuine connections and attract ideal clients using her four-stage packed framework. They're left feeling reinvigorated, confident and raring to go, excited to tap into all the prosperity and endless opportunities that LinkedIn offers them. Thanks so much for joining us. This is Jen Kokoran. Having the audacity, no, is it the audacity? Yes, it's the audacity to come onto my podcast on a bed is such a powerful message that I feel women need to hear at this time. We are putting so much pressure on ourselves to show up at the so-called right time in the right energy, in the right setting, in the right everything. And even though we have a deep appreciation for beauty, for how we show up for ourselves, for the other person, isn't it refreshing to give ourselves permission as well to just go, and I'm going with the flow. And it doesn't have to be perfect. I'd rather have it real. Definitely, definitely. So I was saying before we went live, I've never done a podcast on a bed before, but because of our time zone, it's my late evening, it's your early morning. I just thought, well, relax vibes. <laughs> and it's a good topic being unapologetically you. And usually I would try to have like the perfect background, my office, make it look nice, but I'm on holidays at the moment and I really wanted to chat with you and I decided that that's more important to me than the backdrop. Yes, and thank you for for actually taking time during your holiday to even come on this podcast at such short notice. Um, and just because I immediately saw you and I haven't seen you in a while on LinkedIn and we've been on a call before and I loved, loved, loved your energy. And I just thought, here's a woman that's so like-hearted, who just is beautiful in her energy. She's straightforward, she's honest, she's transparent, she's highly intelligent, and she's just unapologetic in the work that she's doing and how she's choosing to do it. And so I'm so grateful that you said yes when I asked, hey, would you like to come and play with me on my podcast? I can say yes to you saying all these nice things. <laughs> can, you say, can you say that to me every day? I love to play this back every day. <laughs> And that's the thing that I want to encourage women as well. I don't think that we're honest enough in our praise of other women. I don't feel that women are taking every single opportunity to connect with another woman and tell her what she's truly experiencing in her. And I'm deeply appreciative of my gift to immediately calibrate to the greatness in people. 
And in that, I can see all the bullshit and I can yes. speak past the bullshit because I've lived yes. long enough to know that all of that is just how we have been conditioned to show up in this world. And I don't care about all of that. And I don't care what you have to do in order for you to feel good right now. I get to speak into your greatness and you get to either receive that or not. And that's cool. Um, so thank you for receiving the truth of how I'm experiencing you. That in and of itself is a gift. Oh, it's lovely. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So, Jen, let's play. And I always say to people, I have no idea where this conversation is going to go. Nothing is pre-scripted. Nothing is pre-planned with regards to questions, except for one question, which opens up Pandora's box of wherever the conversation needs to go. And that question to me, to you today is, what does it mean to you to be an unapologetic woman? I think it's just to just be willing to embrace yourself fully and show up as your authentic self and just be yourself and not worry about what anybody else thinks. And I think I'm kind of finally at that stage in my life, but it's only come with age <laughs> and it's only come with the joys of perimenopause because I think it's probably for me and I joke about this with my friends the only positive <laughs> to perimenopause and menopause is the fact that I've kind of cut out like the bullshit get more to the point and play to my energy and what I can do whereas it's kind of beaten the the people pleaser out of me from the past I've kind of owning who I am and getting to the point quicker than I would have way before so it's that it's good that I reached that point but it's also sad that it's taken me so long to reach this point I'm 49 now and I think I probably started leaning into it in my mid-30s but definitely the joy of hormones has brought it to the front and I think yeah it's just kind of saying this is me like you said I'm not perfect take me or don't you know it's kind of like just having that acceptance that you're good enough and you don't have to be perfect because I'm definitely a recovering perfectionist and a recovering people pleaser so I think kind of kicking that perfection from per perfectionism to the side is so freeing and it like nobody's perfect and there's no point striving for it and to be honest perfectionism is boring if somebody is perfect it's how boring is that so I think yeah it's just showing up warts and all and saying this is me and owning it and just being happy in your own skin mm, so much to unpack in that right so for me perfection equals completion equals death and so anybody who is alive is not perfect because they're not complete um, yeah, and I want to, I want to give you this little piece. Maybe today, you said it's sad for you that it took so long because you're forty nine. It's been my observation in myself and other people that I've worked with, or just observed in general, the immense pressure that we put on ourselves to get it before yeah. we're ready to get it. And I feel it's part of why we are finding ourselves in this youth-obsessed culture, discounting how long wisdom takes yeah. to settle into our bones 
And I don't know a single woman before 45, 50, who can honestly say that she gets it. Yes, we all start talking about being unapologetic. We all start talking about we're done pleasing people and we're done with this and we want to just be ourselves in our 30s and all of that. But it takes a life initiation and then feedback. And if anybody is listening to this, listen to the recording from the previous guest, Mots, who, by the way, went on a healer's initiation, traditional African healer initiation in the wild. And wow. even coming back from that, she had to first live in the, the world again, the real world again, to get more feedback to further integrate what she started in that potent initiation. And so for me, why are we sad that it's taking us so long instead of rejoicing in, in two things? Yeah. We've lived long enough to get to this point. We can rejoice in that and that we chose to do so when we did so because there are many women in their 70s, 80s, who have died, who never made the choice of reclaiming themselves. And we're not judging that. We're just yeah. observing it. And yet here we are still self-criticizing because, oh my gosh, it took me 49 years. For me, it took 47 years with three decades of working in the personal development and psychological yeah. space. Knowing the stuff mentally, took me 47 years to come to my knees to start my journey of reclaiming myself. And so why are we sad that it's taking so long when we can rejoice that it happened, it is happening, and we lived long enough to make that choice? Oh, I love this. That's a great, great reframe. And I loved what you said about, you know, never being perfect because we are all works in progress. And I think... There are too many expectations to reach a certain level when you're only like halfway through the journey. And yeah, no, I love everything you said there. Yeah. So we've never had perimenopause coming into the conversation. <laughs> That's all I talk about, honestly. Apologies. My yeah, I'm all about it's energy. Let's go. Um, let's go to perimenopause and menopause. Tell yeah. me about that experience. It's, yeah, like, honestly, it is fun, not. <laughs> and I think it's definitely a journey. And it's funny, I because I'm over visiting my, my parents and some of my friends back in Dublin for a week or two. And I've come over because I've been decompressing after a house move. But it's also because I've been kind of dealing with menopausal symptoms alongside working and running my business. And definitely it's been so tricky just managing all the energy. And it was quite funny when you were booking me in for this podcast, you said, oh, I really like your energy. And I was like, oh, it's depleting like on and off. Like I'm constantly trying to get it back to what it was. Um, I first started getting the symptoms back in when I was 44. And I think they weren't too bad for the first two years. But the last three years has been a roller coaster and I'm on HRT now, which is giving me sanity, but I'm still not 100% energy wise. I'm doing the best I can trying to figure it out with 
everything, you know, HRT, alternative therapies, nutrition, exercise, anything. So I'm obsessed with anything to do with energy because I just think we only have a limited amount and you want to make it work for you and you want to have like your best life. So yeah, all my conversations lately with friends were either in perimenopause or menopause. And then a lot of my friends are business owners as well. And I don't think there's enough conversation around it for business owners. It's very much geared towards employees. And I'm like, well, that's great for them. They've got support. And if they're not feeling well, they get paid sick leave. What about the business owners? And, you know, it's not something we can publicly shout about either, because it's like, well, if you're saying your energy is low, why would I pay money to work for you? So <laughs> I think it's important to, to even like bring it up for business owners, because as women, we can be super hard on ourselves, but you know, it is a transitional period and it's a time where you need to be super kind to yourself and love yourself and accept yourself and just realize that, you know, you can only do so much and work, you know, manage the controllables, do what you can. And then just a lot of acceptance. <laughs> so a lot of acceptance. I, I know I've had acupuncture and my acupuncturist is a man and he's like, such an empowering time, Jennifer. And I'm like, is it? <laughs> it depends on the day you ask me. I'm feeling, well, you're a man. So I love this. This conversation is going to, to go in a direction I did not explore before at all. And so thank you for bringing that into this space. When I was referring to energy, now this is really interesting. I was referring to the energy of your being and you were referring mm. to your energy of doing yeah yeah exactly exactly no I love that and I'm actually reading a book at the moment and it's all about clearing your energy so it's focused on physical mental emotional spatial so like I got it because I'd moved house thinking okay I'll clear my house I'll clear my office but it's so interesting because it's talking about daily energy hygiene as well as your physical hygiene and it's really made me think because there are certain things we do for our body, like brushing our teeth every day, and even maybe for our mindset, like doing little affirmations. But for energy, like I definitely do do things as an introvert and as an empath. I know I need regular massage. I need regular time out. I need regular chill time. But I never would have thought of it as a daily thing. And it's made me realize absolutely at this period in time, with the perimenopause it should be part of my daily routine and not to feel bad about it like you said because there's so much focus on the doing in the world we live in it's all about go 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 do 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 and just kind of relax and more into the being and yeah. kind of like this is me <laughs> I'm gonna go even deeper with this for you because um respectfully you're still not getting where I'm going with this when I say being, it is about the essence of who you are as a being, as a human being, human yeah. and spiritual being. And even all the clearing that you talk about is still the doing. It's still the yeah, spatial. Yeah. And the reason I really want to like hone into this piece is because I started the Unapologetic Women's Initiative for Business Women. 
the conversations that we are having there at the moment is what is business ready and ripe to evolve into within consciousness grid. And it is moving from the muscle business to the mind business to the heart business. And I am playing in the space of the heart business. Yeah. One of the things that you were talking about is why would somebody want to work with me if my energy is not consistently high, which is mind business. And are we not actually going through this and are women business owners not going through this experience of perimenopause and menopause and having to come to the understanding that if we are going to focus in business on that high vibe energy of what this person is showing up as, as the criteria for us to work with them, we never evolve to our full potential of being able to connect to the being, to the core of the business owner and choosing to do business, to trade, co-create ingenious space with the core of the being of who they choose to be in this lifetime. Is that not where we are heading in evolving the business grid thing? And this is why I believe that women are leading the evolution of business, not from a space of wanting equality and all the raw, raw stuff. The feminine, the feminine is being called through women. And it is through things like perimenopause and menopause, which is screwing up women's high achieving women, because only high achievers go into business for themselves high achieving women's energy levels and kind of going sisters we have to start looking at business and ourselves in business differently yeah and that's a tough call because even in my group i see women come and go because they come in to explore and they find richness but we don't talk about business in the traditional way and then they leave and go, I have to go focus on business activities. Mm. And I go, but this is exactly it. You're going straight back and using your business as a way to escape the deep transformation that your soul is hungry for. Because until we as women start honoring the fullness of our experience, we will not evolve business in the way that we say we want to evolve business. Are you having that experience through your perimenopause and through your friends and other business owners that you are talking yeah, to? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. And I think it's something I definitely neglected at the start of my business. I was more focused on the doing and transactional kind of side of things as opposed to me. It was more focused on the output. And then, you know, even like, exploring who I am my values and all that only came like a few years into my business and in the last like year or two I've been doing way more personal development going deep even doing hypnosis just trying to figure out get to any kind of blocks within me and you know pull it out and figure where you know what are like what blocks are preventing me from progressing in my business or holding me back and I wasn't conscious of them all so I definitely did um enjoy even doing hypnosis and 
you know, just exploring RTT, rapid transformation therapy, I found that really interesting and unearthing things in the session and kind of going, oh, wow, I never even knew I had that because it was like buried so deep and it's been freeing just to kind of get any of those things out and just, yeah, lean more into who I am. And yeah, I think when I first started the business, all the books I owned were all like do it books. They were all about marketing, do this, do that. Um, you know, budget, everything was do it, do it, do it. Now I'd say it's 50, 50, or maybe even it's probably even 70, 30 in the sense that they're personal development books. They're about energy healing because it's all, it's more about leaning in to my being than the doing. So yeah, definitely, it's been a journey, and you know, I'm I'm loving it. I wish I did it a bit earlier, but I'm not going to beat myself up because somebody, you know, some people never do it. You know, I had a chat with one of my friends today, and she's a freelancer, and she's the same age, and I know she's never done it at all, any kind of exploration into you know mindset or anything like that, mindfulness, nothing like that. So, um, yeah, I definitely think it's something we we need to spend more time on and. You know, even in my business, I my days are different. At the start, it was very like a flow on from corporate, really. Oh, this is business. I must start at nine. And now I'm like, well, no, I don't want to start at nine. I'm not an early bird. So now it's more important for me to get into the right energetic state and think, what makes me feel good? Is it going on a walk? I, you know, I actually like to watch a comedy show in the morning before I start work to just make me laugh. And it's like, where's well, my business? Why can't I do it this way? You know, so, you know, I'm doing certain tasks when I feel good, when the energy's high, not that I feel compelled to just execute it and do the thing, just doing it when it feels right. And then not beating myself up if there are days where I'm like, actually, it doesn't feel good for me today. I'm not going to self-flagellate that I didn't do it and then do it the next day. So I think, yeah, I'm way more mindful of that and forgiving of that. Whereas at the start of my business, it would have been more just, yeah, execute, execute, do, do, do. I was doing yoga this morning and the instructor was talking about the 99%, 1% rule. Never heard of this. And I, I don't know which, I don't want to lie and, and say it's the Shaolin or whatever philosophy, but it is, it's one of the Eastern philosophies. And it is that 99% of the time, all you do is be present and just enjoy life. And then 1% of the time you take action and you take action with every fiber of your being, mental, yeah. emotional, physical, spiritually, all laser focused on this 1% of action. And if you are not in a position where you can fully commit with everything that you've got to that action, you don't take the action at all. You go yeah. back to getting ready to take the action. Because that 1% of potent action is what actually gets you the result you truly desire. Whereas we have been conditioned, have been raised to take action 99% of the time and rest, recover, relax 1%. And I believe if anybody had to look at us and observe 99% of not taking action, of just having fun, shenanigans, 
pleasure activities, and then 1% of activities. They would call us lazy, irresponsible, yeah. neglectful. Yeah. And I was really meditating on this during the yoga practice and going, oh my God, if we only took 1% action, if, let me, if I only took 1% action with everything that I've got, how much further would I shift the needle with that 1% than with a 99% of exhausted action? which is how yeah. I was raised to live. Yeah, that's so true. And I think it even relates, I even say to my clients when it comes to even LinkedIn, don't do things until you're in the right mood because people can feel that energy, it falls flat. So a lot of people are like, you know, trying to get leads for their business, trying to get sales calls. And they're like sending out copious DMs, cold outreach, spammy, and it's all the wrong energy and you just think if that was intentional and you were doing it from a good place and a good energy and you really you know fine-tuned it you would have way better results you know it's like quality over quantity and I think yeah I totally agree we're preconditioned to just go 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 and I found I really found it this year in I struggled a lot in December and January whereas I don't usually but this year it was like that constant go 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 and like our bodies are designed to relax in the winter and we're pushing ourselves to keep going to the last minute and I noticed a lot more business owners were doing it as well and it was like when are we going to give ourselves a break <laughs> and, and it seems to be accentuated at the moment so for instance you know you play on LinkedIn now I'm not a social media expert at all i always break all the rules god only knows how things work out for me and it's probably because i just i, I just rules just do not apply to me in this world <laughs> and you know i was listening to people going oh now there's this ai technology that you can use oh, that yeah. actually does the lead gen and the follow-ups and all of this because it makes your life so easy and that's great for the masses and i'm not judging that you know if you want to be part if that's part of your journey in this lifetime to be part of mass consciousness and to do all of that, awesome. I'm glad that tools are being brought out for you to make your life easier. And at the same time, I do feel that it is creating a desire within humanity because humans are so freaking lonely and becoming more and more disillusioned with the realm of business that we are creating a desire within consciousness for human-to-human -human interaction again, for that one-to-one, -one, for that inclusivity, exclusive inclusivity, because again, I have been in the industry for a long time. I'm choosing to no longer do, I'm here to impact a million people. No, I'm here to work with a couple of people in a given year and to make a great impact in their lives that creates a lasting friendship for the rest of my life because it goes so deep and the work that I do is so deep. And so even on social media, I have no need or desire anymore to have massive amounts of followers or connections or messages. If you don't want to get on a call with me and have a human to human conversation, yeah, yeah then I actually don't want you as a connection in my, my space because it just tells me you're not really interested in me as a person. 
or having a relationship. Either you think I'm going to sell to you or I want something from you. And I'm seeing my business as a vehicle to meet some of the most astounding human beings on the face of the planet. Whether I work with them or not is irrelevant. I feel like there's no, no more potent vehicle available to us than business right now to meet yeah. incredible human beings. And I want to know them. I want to have coffee with them. I want to know who they are beyond their business. Because this is something that I'm picking up in a lot of women as well. Tell me about yourself. And all they talk about is what they do and why they do what they do. And I'm like, but who are you as a woman? What are your dreams? What are your pleasures? What are your what are your doubts? What what are you, do you have a family? What do you like doing after hours? And there's a real struggle in business women to take that mask off and kind of go, hey, this is me. Yeah. I get that. And I I think it's so good to have the conversations because there's a lot of like hype about business has to be a certain way and I've always, um, I've never related to, you know, and not nothing against people who get up at 5 a.m. and everything, but that's not for me, like the miracle morning and it's amazing, get up at 5, do all your work, do all your exercise, and it's like, that's not me, and that's not my idea of freedom, that's hell, I'm a night owl, I'd rather have a lie on, start later, whatever, but um, like you say, it's kind of putting that perfect image forward, and you'll only ever see them with, you know, full face of makeup and a certain way. Whereas, yeah, with me, I, I am a very transparent person. I'm like this since I'm born. I just don't see the need for pretense. It's just like, what's the point? Like, how painful is it to go around wearing a mask? It's like, how stressful. Every situation must be just constantly having to second guess what did I say if you're not being yourself or not fully being the you know the total version of you um I'm very much if you want to know about me I'm like and I've got it on my LinkedIn profile I'm very much like a TV nerd um I love Netflix I love movies probably not a cool thing to say because I should be saying I love going to the gym and I love doing this whereas I love relaxing I love eating <laughs> I love traveling <laughs> Yeah, I love eating, I love traveling, I love anything to do with self-care. Massage, Reiki, acupuncture, reflexo, I will try anything, I love it. <laughs> I love it more than, I, I'm not a big one for clothes shopping, I'd rather have an experience. So yeah, eating, reading, TV, well I'm an introvert, so there are a lot of introverted things there, and yeah, traveling with my hobby, so to an extrovert, it probably sounds quite boring. <laughs> but if an introvert's listening, they'd be like, yeah, that's me. I'm kind of wondering, what if we even drop the whole introvert, extrovert label thing and just kind of go, you know what, this is my preference in life. And yeah. and, and I feel like we are, we are mm, constantly being told to have these labels and yeah. speak in labels in justification of our preferences. Well, and I get it. We, we train to kind of go, we, we need to understand other people and the more labels we can pin on them, the, the more we can put them in and construct in our minds to make sense of them. And I'm kind of, I'm bored with that, quite frankly. 
I'm bored with labels. I'm bored of labeling myself and I'm bored of labeling other people. And so every psychologist who listened to me cringes because every time that they bring out a new label for society to make sense of human behavior, I'm going, oh, well, all you're doing is accentuating it in everybody because now you bring out a label and everybody goes, who's a narcissist? Who's a narcissist? Am I a narcissist? Oh my God, I am a narcissist. Look at all. And like, can we just leave the labels alone a little bit, people, and just go, this is my unapologetic preferences. Yeah, no, it is. Absolutely. I think the only reason I use the label is just because even I've had family members like my parents didn't, they thought I was an extrovert till last year. And it, that was a shocking revelation to me. And it kind of made sense of my whole life. So I think for me, I'm quite happy to chat about it because a lot of people meet me and they're like, you're not an introvert because you're chatty and it's like well you can be a connection focused introvert there's also fact focused and they're a bit quieter so I kind of do it more for the sense of learn about what is a bloody introvert <laughs> so and even like my family my parents thought I was an extrovert yeah. and it explains yeah 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 I'm a vert I think I'm just yeah. a vert you know I love my own company I love my own energy I love being on my own I love doing things on my own I am shy in big groups of new people. It takes me a long time to get to know somebody and to really open up to them. And then when I do, you can't shut me up. Then yeah, I'm lovely and vivacious and out there and whatever the case. So I think that to say that I'm an introvert or an extrovert is not doing justice to who I am as a woman. I'm a vert. Um, <laughs> just a vert. And, and yeah. how you get to experience me is dependent on the environment, on what's going on at the moment, and my energy with regards to am I feeling vivacious at that time or am I feeling yeah. a little shy? Am I feeling a little withdrawn? Like I said, I do take a long time to come out of my shell in company. I don't enjoy big meetings and big groups when yeah. I go out and the energy is too much because I'm very sensitive to energy, I go away. I'm kind of like, Ugh. because I don't just pick up on the the surface energy. I, I pick up on the consciousness energy. Everything. Are people yeah, in fear at the moment? Are they in pain at the moment? Are they really in joy at the moment? And a lot of the big spaces that we walk into has way more fear and pain energy in it than true joy energy and so I don't stay in those spaces too long and then I kind of go no 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 I can yeah. only I can only human interact so much and then I'm out of there and so it's really interesting for me of how used we have to become to labels in everything and even in our communication and so everybody who's listening to this I'm going to invite you to start calling yourself a vert when yeah. somebody asks you are you an introvert or an extrovert i'm a vert it, de yeah. it depends on where i'm feeling at the moment of how Definitely. i get to behave um and like let's just take one label at a time maybe in our daily lives we, we had the conversation yesterday and i'm going to put a post up about it today about the, the spells we cast on ourselves and it's all about awareness. 
all about awareness. It's not about judging, shaming, or blaming. It's about really starting to create awareness. The spells we cast upon ourselves, like no pain, no gain. You have to be in discomfort for you to grow. How you do one thing is how you do everything. Spells are cast upon myself and then cast upon other people in my repeating of the spells. And this is the same thing. I feel like labels is another spell that we cast upon ourselves and on other people. And what a wonderful time as more and more of us are becoming aware of it and kind of going, oh, hold on. What, what if we question this? What if we question this human habit behavior and start changing it or not changing it? one one little bit at a time let's start seeing what the outcome of that is like perimenopause and menopause have always been part of the human female experience yeah and yet now because and i feel maybe it's because we've we've lived so in a masculine energy for the last few generations especially in business and this is why i feel business yeah. is ripe for evolution through the feminine because we we went into a masculine business structure even setting goals is masculine by the way which is why i don't set goals anymore we went into the masculine structure because the masculine goes first right the masculine picks up on the current desire creates it and then it's the feminine's role to come in to kind of go yeah, this is amazing. This doesn't work. Let's let's change this. Let's change that. And constantly evolving whatever the masculine is creating. Business is ready for the feminine to come in because we've had enough generations going, holy shit, girls, I'm struggling. This is not working for me anymore. For us to then go, so how do we get to change this for everyone? Because men are struggling too. Like they might not go through perimenopause and menopause, but they go through their own energy changes, through their hormonal changes. They're struggling too. But if we as women don't start really paying attention and go, what is the feedback I'm getting from life? And how do we start changing things and do so unapologetically and unattached to other people doing it? We have to do it for ourselves, ladies. Have yeah. to do it for ourselves, then nothing is going to change. Yeah, I love that, and I I totally agree what you said about men. I always joke that my my husband's in menopause, and he is. I like I can see it. Like we're similar age. He needs to have little naps. He gets brain fog. The fatigue is the same. So yeah, there's definitely things at play for both sexes. Absolutely. So being aware of the time and also the fact that you. <laughs> you need to go to bed <laughs> what do you take an unapologetic stand for in the world Jen I think for me I just the, the thing I'm most passionate about at the moment is dispelling the myth that sensitivity is a weakness or a flaw because it's something I grew up kind of hearing oh you're too sensitive like it's a negative and I'm like unapologetically proud to be a sensitive female entrepreneur and I really want to get it out there that being sensitive is a superpower not everyone has the empathy um, that you mentioned that we can pick up on vibes we've got a strong intuition and 
you know, I used to always feel like an oddball when I was growing up because I was pretty much the only sensitive in my family. And you kind of did feel like it was a flaw, but I'm really embracing it in business and I'm connecting to so many amazing fellow sensitive entrepreneurs around the world like your good self. And I just want to be like unapologetically uh, a prosperous, sensitive business owner because I find when you meet so many like empaths in business, they are all amazing at what they do. And because they're kind, they're natural givers, but a lot of them are not charging their worth. So I want to say, look, we deserve to be paid well because, you know, we have got so many gifts and we are processing from the minute we wake up to the minute we go asleep. This brain is working a lot more than the non-sensitives and just, yeah, leaning into the fact that we've got a lot to offer and yeah, just owning that sensitivity as a superpower, that intuition, that empathy, that connection and yeah, being being un unapologetically sensitive. Whereas in the past, it would have been like a mask. I wouldn't have wanted people to know that deep down I was a sensitive person because I, I wasn't surrounded by them. But now I am. I can, you know, I, I seek out other sensitive business owners and even on LinkedIn, when I'm chatting, like the difference when I connect to somebody that's on the same wavelength in the DMs, even that first initial one is a totally different conversation. It's deeper. It's just, it just means more. So I'm like, yeah, just unapologetic about being a sensitive business owner and leaning into that feminine energy that you mentioned, because yeah, there's too much hype about the masculine energy and I get that we need it. We definitely need it but we need a balance. So I love what you say because you're right. Like I think it is a time for women and more women are leaning into becoming business owners, whether it's by choice or circumstance. And I think, yeah, we need a bit of a shift and we need it to be okay to have that mix of the feminine and the, the masculine. And if you want to lean totally into the feminine energy, go for it. <laughs> I'm going to invite one final reframe for today. <laughs> and, and again, this is me just always picking things apart because that's just what I do. What if we change the conversation around, it's not about our worth in the pricing that we charge, because I feel a lot of people are getting tripped up on that and kind of going, oh my God, now I have low, low self-worth issues because of the pricing that I charge. What if we start a new conversation, ladies, that the pricing has got nothing to do with us and everything to do with our clients. The financial investment that they make creates a container of receptivity. Yeah. The smaller the investment they make, this is just truth. The smaller the investment they make, the smaller the container of which they can receive and everything else we give them flows off into the, the other. The bigger the container, they create for themselves in the financial investment, the more of our gift they can receive. Yeah, so we yeah. invite all women business owners when they do their pricing to really connect to this. This has nothing to do with you. This has nothing to do with your self-worth. What is the container of receptivity that you want to gift your clients? Make it about your clients, not about you. Yeah. And let me know in the comments how that feels to you. Like, let's, let's, let's ask 
that conversation to be taken further because I know pricing is a huge thing in the industry and I know that when I started working with coaches that told me you charge too little because you're not you're worthy I was like really that tripped me up for years I was like oh my god I've got self-worth issues no, I didn't but it was never about me it's not why yeah. I went into my field it was always about other people and it took me a long time to get the container concept. So I want to give that to everybody. Let me know in the comments, how does it feel for you when you start thinking about pricing? It has nothing to do with you and how much you want your clients to receive. How does it feel to you, Jen? Yeah, it's been an evolving journey. And I love what you say, because I have different price points for, because, you know, I want to help everyone. So I have got a low price point for people coming in on that basic level. And I've got a higher one. And but obviously the people in the higher one, they get more of me. They get like 90 days of me one to one and they get a lot of support. So like you say, it's it's about how much access to you do they want and do they need. And I know my experience of when I've worked with, you know, coaches or consultants, when I didn't have a big financial outlay, I wasn't committed. <laughs> the more I've paid, the more I've taken action and kind of gone full, fully in. So for me, it's not that I want to charge high ticket prices for the sake of charging high ticket prices. It's because I know if they have a higher investment in themselves, they're going to do the work more. Whereas I, you know, that's the first, like, it's funny because when I've even done like free challenges as well, like you'll get so much good feedback, but then you see not everyone takes the action because it's free and they kind of discount it. And and I've been there. I've done the same with my coaches. I've done their, you know, even my last sales coach, she's amazing. I did. I started off doing her free challenge. And I'm like, this is amazing content. And then I kind of forgot about it because it was like, mm, I didn't pay for that, whatever. But then I, 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 I was invited to another free thing with her. And then when I was on, I thought, you know what? I'm going to have to invest because I know I am only going to do the work and commit when I give her the money and sign up to that container. That's when the magic's going to happen. She's already given me amazing stuff, but the type of person I am, I need that little gem kick up the ass. So I think I like the way you phrased it as the access, the access and the container and what, you know, what wisdom you're going to share with them, as opposed to just, I think a lot of people get obsessed with price per hour and, you know, this kind of thing. It's not about the access for me. Here's my thing, right? It's, it's how my genius gift flows out of me i do not yeah. contain it it doesn't doesn't matter in how much time that is or whatever my genius gift just flows people with a small container it, i can be in a room with exactly the same people sharing the exact same thing people with a small container only receive a little and the rest yeah. either flows away from them or it's it's it becomes too much for them. And I literally see them like, like folding under the pressure of what it is that I'm sharing because I no longer hold back. I share. People with a big container receive way deeper what I'm sharing. So even when we're doing pricing, ladies, don't get caught up in saying now they need more access to me. 
it's like what is the container of receptivity of the genius gift that you are flowing naturally we don't even think about it we just are and how much can they receive of that because that also takes a lot of pressure off the business owner of oh my god now i have to create more time for you in my calendar and more access and more information and more no 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 that's not what i'm talking about you do you and you allow them to receive the capacity that they want to receive by the investment that they make in themselves and so for me that is the the container that i'm talking about it takes all the pressure off us all the pressure and we also don't have to hold ourselves in anymore because now people take full responsibility for how much they desire to receive and it's a conscious choice that they get to make yeah jen how do people connect to you how do they connect to you where's the best place to connect with you i would say linkedin um so jen corcoran or my website so my website's www.mysuperconnector.co.uk so they're the two that i mainly hang about on beautiful i cannot thank you enough for getting on this call today on such short notice like i said i've never taken the conversation in this direction thank you so much for bringing in perimenopause there are so many women that need to hear this conversation um, at yeah. this time. And so this was such a blessing to me and everybody else. Jen, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's nice. This is my first podcast with somebody in New Zealand. So mm -hmm. I'm excited. So and I'm glad we managed to, to make the time zone work. So, yeah, thank you. I, and thank you for inviting. Me. It's really, yeah, it's it's lovely to be asked. So thanks a million. You're welcome. And to all our listeners, thank you so much for listening in today. Goodness, so much here. I'm going to have to go and listen to this podcast again um, to really dissect and integrate and, and explore even further. And I hope the same is true for you. So until next week, when we have another rich conversation, don't forget, ladies, we get to live our legacies unleashed, unlimited and unapologetic. Have an amazing day further. Cheers. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at The Unapologetic Woman and on LinkedIn at L Naj. And if you're interested in experiencing the Unapologetic Woman Friendwork Soiree, book in for our next open meeting at unapologetic-women.as.me forward slash unapologetic. Thanks again and I'll see you next week.